Music with a message on the Messenger of Good News, KFUO. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. I'm your host, Gary Duncan. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark. Pastor Clark is the pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Great to be here with you. So good to have you here with us as well. And now we read Second Chronicles 1 through 12. We start our reading with uh, Solomon request for wisdom from God. There is uh, preparations for the temple as we continue to read on. Solomon begins to build the temple. Then they begin to furnish it. There, uh, We read about furnishing the temple. We read about the Ark of the Covenant and it's being brought into the the temple. And then we also continue to read the dedication of the temple. And uh, Queen of Sheba decides to visit during our reading as well. There's a revolt against Rehoboam. And then our reading this week concludes with Egypt attacking Judah and the death of Rehoboam. What would you like to highlight this week? Yeah, there's a lot there. And, you know, as we were prepping for this show, Gary and I were chatting a little bit. And uh, I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, Gary, but no you problem. had said, hey, doesn't this sound a lot like what we read in First and Second Kings? And the answer is yes. Uh, you're exactly right, Gary. Um, this is sort of a repeat of First and Second Kings. Now, there's some additional information that wasn't included in those books. There's some information, some limited information that's also omitted. Uh, but it's a retelling of this account, uh, this familiar story, perhaps. And to really look for those things that are uh, added, especially in First and Second Chronicles, what additional things can we learn? So one of those things that we can learn is, is in our reading today in the uh, first 12 chapters of Second Chronicles. A part of that is just simply that uh, David is the one who really amassed the materials for the building of the temple. He's also the one that really drew up the plans for the building of the temple. So we see this here in, in Chronicles. We don't really see that as much in First and Second Kings, though. Uh, but I think that is interesting. Solomon's the next one who builds the temple. Uh, David is sort of a man with blood-stained hands from all his fighting and his killing. And so the Lord chooses Solomon, his son, to build it. And we always kind of call it Solomon's temple, and rightly so. But Chronicles recognizes that David also had a big hand in the construction of the temple in terms of the plans, again, and amassing all those materials. So that's, I think, uh, one example of that additional information we gain from First and Second Chronicles. I think today, Gary, um, if we could maybe pick up a little bit on the account in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 10, um, because this really sets the scene for the rest of Second Chronicles and even in some respects, uh, a good part of the Old Testament. Uh, This is really when the nation of Israel, that kingdom of Israel, which was one united nation under Saul, the first king, and then David, and then his son Solomon, it becomes divided now under Rehoboam. Uh, So Rehoboam is Solomon's son, and Rehoboam's reign is kind of a, a train wreck as you look at it here, and it ends Uh, Spoiler alert, it ends with the kingdom dividing, and then it stays divided for centuries to come uh, with different kings and different prophets. So here's how it happens. So uh, chapter 10 of 2 Chronicles, beginning at at verse 4, Rehoboam uh, becomes king, and then the people have a request of Rehoboam. Uh, Verses 4 and 5, it says, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the hard service of your father, this heavy yoke on us, and we will serve you. And then Rehoboam says, come to me again in three days. 
So the people went away. So basically, there was some forced labor going on here. Uh, Solomon's yoke was heavy on the people, and they said, okay, give us some relief, new guy. Uh, make our yoke lighter. And Rehoboam wants to give some thought. So come back in three days. So in the course of those three days, uh, Rehoboam consults with some people. So he consults first with the the older advisors, the, those with wisdom uh, that served even in his father's court. So we hear that in verses six and seven. It says, then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men who had stood before Solomon, his father, while he was yet alive, saying, how do you advise me to answer these people? And they said to him, if you'll be good to this people and please them and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. So the wise men say, yeah, I'll grant their request. If you grant this request, you're going to have good favor with the people. They're going to love you, Rehoboam. Uh, they'll, they'll be your servants willingly in the future. So that's, that's the advice. Sadly, Rehoboam rejects their advice. So he goes and he talks to, talks to his buddies, it seems. He goes and talks to the young men that he had grown up with and asks ask them, what should I do? So we hear that in verse 9 then and following. Uh, and he said to them, these young men, what do you advise me that I answer these people have said to me, lighten the yoke that your father has put on us. And the young men who had grown up with him said to him, thus shall you speak to the people who said to you, your father made your yoke heavy, but lighten it for us. Thus you shall say to them, and here's their answer, my little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. <laughs> and now whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. Ouch. Their advice is show them that you're tough. Show the people that you are greater than your father. If you thought he was harsh, be even harsher. Uh, that's their advice. And as you can imagine, that word of advice doesn't go over too well with the people. Uh, so uh, we read on in verse 12. Uh, so Jeroboam with all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, as the king said, come to me on the third day. And the king answered them harshly and forsaking the counsel of the old men. King Rehoboam spoke to them according to the counsel of the young men, saying, my father made your, your yoke heavy, I will add to it. My father disciplined you with whips, I will discipline you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for it was a turn of affairs brought about by God, that the Lord might fulfill his word, which he spoke by Ahijah, the Selonite, to Jeroboam, the son of Nabat. Uh, so then it goes on, when all Israel saw that the king had not listened to them, the people answered the king, what portion do we have with David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. Each of you to your own tent, O Israel. Look now to your own house, David. So all of Israel went to their tents. Uh, so this ends in disaster. He listens to the young men. The people say, forget that. Uh, Israel, go to your own tents. We don't need the house of David. We don't need uh, Solomon's descendant, David's descendant, a Rehoboam to reign after us um, or over us. So what ends up happening, the kingdom's divided. And so we see that Rehoboam, he reigns over Judah there in the south. And then the rest of Israel, for the most part, uh, is in the north. And it's ruled by Jeroboam. So we've got Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And again, this sets the scene for centuries to come. So an important kind of pivotal event here that's taking place. This change from the one united kingdom under David and Solomon to now a divided kingdom under Rehoboam, Jeroboam, and, and many other kings to come. Um, so, yeah, it's a sad account. Uh, but yet we see that the Lord's word was fulfilled here. He warned that this was going to happen. And here it is. It, it takes place.
I think one lesson to learn from this, Gary, is just the folly of arrogance. I mean, I think that's really what we see here with Rehoboam, that uh, he takes counsel with his buddies, uh, that he wants to have a reputation of a tough guy, tougher <laughs> than dad. Um, if you think dad was, was something, wait till you see me. And really just an arrogance here. And instead of an arrogance and a trust in ourselves, instead, boy, um, seek wisdom. Uh, seek wisdom as spoken by these, these older advisors, but ultimately seek the, the wisdom of the Lord. Uh, seek his wisdom in his word. Uh, seek wisdom through the one whose wisdom in the flesh, Jesus, our Savior, uh, in his words. But put aside arrogance and pride because just like it for Rehoboam, it ended in disaster. It's how it's going to end for us, too, yeah. <laughs> uh, when we're guided by yeah. arrogance. And, and that pride. And that pride gets in the way, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. And then when we get to the book of Proverbs together, Gary, we'll, we'll hear that again and again. You know how pride comes before a fall. You know, that's even become a saying in our own society. It's become kind of a cliche, but it's from God's word. It's from scripture. <laughs> um, and boy, it's... It's, it's certainly true. No doubt about it. Right. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? Yeah, yeah I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for uh, the new insights that are gained uh, in your word. Uh, we thank you, Lord, even for examples perhaps of what not to do. And certainly we see that example with Rehoboam and his folly. Uh, Lord, preserve us from arrogance and, and pride. Uh, instead, Lord, help us to seek wisdom, and especially that wisdom that's found in your word and in the, the one who is the word of life, wisdom in the flesh, your son, our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, we pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. What do we read uh, for our program next week? Glad you asked. Yeah, so next week we've got Second Chronicles 13 through 24, chapter 13 through chapter 24. Okay, sounds good. Thanks so much for being on the program, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gary. Take care. We are the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and our talk programs, including this segment, wherever you get your podcast. Just search out KFUO radio.